Hey Alive Tribe, you already know you're made for an incredible amount of more. This podcast is about showing up for all the things. Showing up for your life, for your mindset, and for your dreams. And now, here's your girl, Miriam Graw. Come on now, you knew this was coming. I mean, really, She is Alive is all about reclaiming those dreams and showing up our best life ever (laughs) what is there to reclaim if we didn't think we lost anything to begin with come on (laughs) in all seriousness we've all lost something we've all lost something if there's anything that grief and loss has taught me it is definitely that I do not understand or can touch what another sister is feeling. Now there's things, we have shared experiences, like we have similar experiences. But for myself, walking through grief, walking through a really long season, too long a season, of stress, grief, doubt, and all the things, what I didn't need is someone to come up to me and sympathize that had no idea. So your girl, that's probably something that sets your girl apart. I'm not even going to act like I know what you're going through today. I'm not even going to act like I have your answers. I'm just simply going to share. I'm going to let you look over my shoulder while I talk to myself a little bit. Or while I talk about, how about I'll talk about myself and the other, some other sisters, okay? Is that good? All right. We all experienced loss in some area or another. We're not even going there. Who suffered the most loss? In those raw, real moments of grief, Loss is loss. And when something's very, we wouldn't count as lost unless something very dear is attached to it. Quite often I'd say at least, right guys? All right. First of all, these amazing promises that God has given us. You know that promise God gave you? You already know what it is. Like, you already know what that promise is that God has given you, okay? His promise and his plans for you, they are not dependent. Let's just get this right out there. They are not dependent on failures. God's plans and his promises for us are dependent on his calling, guys. (laughs) Why is it? Somehow, during pain and loss, we begin to blame ourselves. I don't know why that is. And probably, you know, there's a good chance you, you know, you're listening today and you know exactly why. I tend to just really share not super, I don't know, not super deep. I mean, it might be deep to you, (laughs) but just for real, from my heart, from what I've walked through. So... I don't know, like, psychologically why we tend to blame ourselves over grief and loss. 
we're doing life, life's going well, and then the storm. Then the unleashing of whatever, of betrayal. Betrayal, guys, that is a huge loss. We have betrayal. The loss of a loved one, guys, come on now. You know, I lost my mom in 2003. This is totally just a rabbit trail. I'm going on really quick. I'll get us back. For some reason, I, I, I don't know. Satan didn't get to pin a lot of guilt on me over that. I don't know. But there was one scenario. He tried to pin guilt on me. And I literally, I don't know why. I don't know how I was strong enough. But I nipped it. And I'm just going to say the Holy Spirit helped me. Okay, guys. But, but Satan took and did other things. He, he, he manipulated um, my grief in other ways. So I wasn't like I was carrying horrendous amounts of guilt because I wasn't. I mean, I don't, know if <laughs> I don't know if my sweet West Virginia mama was that perfect that she just made it where I never had a life of guilt with my relationship with her. But um, just one little thing ever has come up in my mind. I think it's basically just one thing. And... Sometimes Saint will have me go back there and try to make me feel all guilty, but I don't know. It never really holds much water. But I, but other, but other losses in my life, I've known. I, I'm comparing it with that. A lot of times we tend to. There tends tends to be a blame that rests on us. Like somehow we could have. I think it's because somehow we think we could have prevented it. We could have prevented the betrayal. We could have prevented. Um, those words spoken over us that were not true like maybe we lived a little uh, maybe a little better maybe a little more whatever I don't know why when the enemy throws stuff our way why so often as women we attach some kind of blame on ourselves even when it came out of nowhere even when we're not to blame so today I'm just going to breathe all kinds of grace over y'all right now and just tell y'all right now I'm just going to release y'all I'm just going to say you know what um, I get it and stop blaming yourself I get it. Like, literally, you were worshiping. I mean, you were just doing life, and you were just being the best mom ever and the best friend ever, and you were just doing what you knew to do, and you were going through life. And then the storm came out of nowhere, and stop blaming yourself. Just take it from your sister. Stop blaming yourself, okay? I think that's the biggest thing. When, when grief and loss come, we blame ourselves, not because we could prevented the loss but we think if there was somehow from a to z somewhere somewhere could we have prevented it um remember we have a real enemy with our souls you guys so today you, you know we're going to talk about dreams so let's get over here to our dreams back to our dreams but what i've noticed um a lot of times in the middle of grief and loss it's actually our dreams we lose, too. So that's what we're talking about today. When we go through any kind of grief, it's our dreams that so often throw on the line. I mean, that's what we lose. So, all right, <laughs> your girl. Your girl knows what it's like. I had, because of grief and loss... And because I felt like somehow to get it out of my mind, 
and out of my or to get out of my sight to get out of my mind I mean it was just like tucking into the corner of my heart because it just seemed like if I could if I could get it out of sight out of mind like it's not even there um and and the topic for another day maybe will be how now today I look at it different I carry what I call grace scars I mean I call my scars trophies of grace um but first first I had to reckon with all those scars I I didn't I was stubborn and I didn't even want the scars and so because I didn't want the scars I refused to deal with the fact that I even had pain I wasn't willing to look pain square in the face and acknowledge that it was very painful and my loss is huge. Um, but in, in losing, in, in that grief and loss, I thought that the best of everything was behind me. Now, I knew I had still had good things ahead of me. Because, I mean, like, I have my little family, you know, my, my husband. Um, I had good things ahead of me. But I felt like the very best of what we had was behind us. Um, that's because there's something about it, but when the enemy lies to us, it looks real. It feels real. Like we believe it for some reason. Like, I don't even know why we keep falling for it, but we do. And you know, we can blame it on our hormones that we're a female (laughs) or whatever, but we do believe these lies. But in the moments, guys, I don't know if it's like these, this fog is around us, but we just believe it. And then we're afraid. We're afraid to hope again. And if you're like me, I was very stubborn. I didn't even want to move ahead. I was stubborn. I was like, I want back what I have. If I can't have it back and back the way I had it, it was like I, I was stuck. I was stuck. And when you're stuck like that, you aren't dreaming either. And I didn't even realize, I mean, I didn't even stop to think and realize that I, I took my dreams, guys, all my dreams, and I buried them. They were somewhere buried. And I didn't even, I, I wasn't even speaking life in them. I wasn't even feeling hopeful anymore. And it, it went a while. See, here's the thing, guys. It's not that God doesn't try to speak to us. I, I, he tried to get my attention some of those times, but I, I would not give him my attention. Now, now I loved him, but I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to go there anymore because I had walked through some stuff and I wondered if God was even good. And I wasn't going to go there anymore because if I, if I go any deeper, I mean, I came out and I came out okay. I mean, I, I, I leaned into bitterness, but I worked on that because I didn't want to become bitter. I wanted to become, well, I don't know if I wanted to become better. I just wasn't going to be bitter. I didn't like how it felt. It, it didn't feel, it didn't feel true to me um, because I wasn't used to that. I was used to being very, very spontaneous, a lot of joy and a lot of happiness and very bubbly that when I felt this bitterness coming to me after, you know, I, I didn't realize that my dreams were buried and I just, I, I had this bitterness that I, I was, I felt this bitterness, but I worked on that I, and, and that's for another day, but I did all the brain detox and all of that. But here's the thing that is about as deep as I went. 
okay? Because I didn't want to go any further. If I dealt with this stuff, it means I had to deal with how I felt about God because I didn't understand why. I didn't understand any of it. And I found this comfortable place I want like is that filled with comfort but it's we get in these comfortable places y'all we don't even realize it but it's like okay I'm good just don't upset the fruit basket here like I'm okay but we're not okay we're meant to move forward we're meant to be walking ahead we're meant to be dreaming if you're not dreaming today guys God wants to open all that up for you again in your life you are meant in order to live you are meant to dream I want to say that over. In order to live, you are meant to dream. These dreams, guys, <laughs> guys, God puts a prophetic in our life for that reason. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know if that's the only reason, but God puts a prophetic in our life. He He puts a prophetic in our life so we can, so c- we can be reminded of the places He wants to take us to. Yet, see, God puts all these reminders, and yet somehow, amidst all of our blinders, we fail to see it. And we get stuck in this place. Guys, see, there was an account in the Bible. I, I, I just, I almost got to be sure it was put there for us ladies. But there's an account. You remember Elisha? He would travel through this this town. And um, this lady, she she's kind of like shoulder husband. You know what? Let's just set up a little room for Elisha when he comes through. You know, like a little bed and breakfast, right? Let's get him a bed and a table and, you know, have some things here for him. Well, the prophet was really grateful and he wanted to do something in return. He wanted to bless in return. And he asked her, like, if she needed anything. She had the classical answer of any lady. I'm good. So, so she's good, right? surface wise she was good that's because she settled she was just in a in a settling place she wasn't in a moving ahead place or a growing forward place she had settled here's the thing the prophet called it out so he told her that he's going that 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 in a year that this time next year she was going to have a baby all right now come on the the prophetic speaks right (laughs) That stirred something in her. Now, all of a sudden, she's not so good anymore. Here's basically my response of what I'm paraphrasing her response. Whoa, whoa, one minute. Don't go any further with that. I have already taken care of my heart and protected my heart about getting of getting broken again. And you just promised me a child. I have already had my heart broken. I have buried the dream and the desire to have a child. How dare you get my hopes up like this again? Like, like in other words, I'm not even going to have that happen. Come on now. How dare you do that? I feel like in my life that has happened a couple times. <laughs> God has resurfaced something that I have already buried. And I'm like, no, no, come on. Like, we're not even going to go there. We're not even going to go there. God, 
I'm not even going to go there. I have already settled myself with that. Remember, I'm good. No, we're not good. If we're burying our dreams, guys, because, guys, it could be amazing. It could be amazing. I know listening today, you have some dreams that you buried. Now, your girl over here is not, I'm not even pretending like I know what those are. I just know because, I mean, have you ever been to a women's conference where they even talk about dreams? How many women in that room are weeping? Because I think most of us, if not every single one of us, have had hopes and dreams that we have buried. We, we, we feel like th- we really legitimately felt like they were dead. The thing is, we declare them dead. Or let's just say this, let's pin it on where it belongs. The enemy of our soul convinced us they were dead. But guess what? God has never declared that dream in your life and in my life as dead. It is very much alive. And that day for me, God called it out. God called it out. And if you think that was an easy thing for me, because you're probably, you're probably listening to this podcast and you're probably like, okay, like, I get it. Like, you really have a good heart over there, but you have no idea what I'm going through. And the way you're making it sound, we just unbury the dreams and go on, right? All right. No, I don't think that. So let me just tell you a little bit more of the story. By the way, the weekend that that took place in my heart, I cried the whole weekend, guys. And there was, I was at a women's conference and there was an altar call. Now, the pastor that spoke, her name was Lindsay, Lindsay Bosma, and maybe I can put a link in here, but she gave an altar call and she was down off the stage then and she was, you know, anybody could walk up to her and, and, you know, God bless everybody else, all the other amazing women that went volunteered to stand up there and to pray with you and all the things. But here's how I roll. I was going to talk to Lindsay or I wasn't talking to no one. Okay. Because I had walked through immensely hard stuff and I was either going to go straight to Lindsay. I mean, she had the boldness the boldness to preach about unburying these dreams that I was talking to her. I wasn't talking to no one. (laughs) So I, and trust me, I wasn't laughing at that moment when I walked up to Lindsay and she looked me square in the face and she said, Miriam, what is it that you want God to do for you? I looked my grief and my broken dreams my shattered places. And I said, in, in such grief and, and stubbornness, I felt stubborn inside because remember I was warring against myself and the lover of my soul, which is Jesus. But I, I was in a war that day. And I said, I want it back. I want everything back the way I had it. If you're listening today and you're at that place, you're like, I want it all back or I don't want anything. Then I hear you because that's what I I wanted it all back the way it was. Kind of like I'm going to talk to Lindsay or I'm not talking to no one. It's like, God, give it all back to me. Or I'm just going to be in this place of settling. I was stuck. I I didn't know how to move on from here. 
not into that that vibrant place of dreaming. I mean, seriously, when you're in that place of dreaming, it's just like no limit, right? I, I, I just I couldn't picture that. But the reason the reason we can't picture that, guys, in the middle of these times is because there's so much resistance like in our heart because we've got these things in there. We've got this grief in there. We've got this loss in there. We've got this hurt in there. We've got this betrayal in there. And we've got to deal with it. So that day, that's what God did. He opened my heart. I finally, I finally stopped running. I finally sat. I cried for like two or three days. Guys, I finally had to reckon with this painful stuff in my heart. It's like the Lord was like, you know what? I'm going to do open heart surgery on you. I, I know you healed over. Because, you know, I did. I put in a lot of work on brain detox. And I wasn't dreaming vibrantly, but I was, you know, I, I, I was healing. And but, I, but if we're not dreaming vibrantly, guys, come on now. There was more healing that needed to be done. God had to deal with my pain and my grief in order to get me to dream again. And he did it that day. He said, I'm going to do open heart surgery on you. I'm going to get all that infection out. I'm going to get all that pain out. Guys, God wants to set you free today. See, whether or not you were to blame, okay? Because I, I, I love to tell, I love to say, you know, you weren't the blame. I don't know what you went through. So I'm just going to say whether or not you were to blame. Whether or not. God wants to set your heart free from all that pain. And he did that for me that day. You know, I, that day, I mean, this doesn't just happen. I had just wrote down, and, I, and I'm actually looking at it right here. And the very thing I wrote down in 2019, um, but sitting and hearing Lindsay preach that day, God spoke to me and he said, the best is yet to be. See, you have to realize, for the best to be, to, for the best to still come, it means we're moving forward. It means it's ahead. It means we're not staying in the same spot. We're moving and we're finding it. But the thing is, I had convinced myself the best was all behind me. And the Lord told me the best is yet to be. And here's the thing. Ten minutes later, guys, ten minutes later, Lindsay says, she closes her sermon. She says, the best is yet to come. I mean, I love it. Don't you like one little word different, <laughs> but it's not different. It's the same. And these things don't just happen. I mean, I had some other amazing women with me at that conference that day. I mean, they weren't with me. We actually met at the conference. Some amazing women. Anyway, um, they are my witness. <laughs> if any of you are listening to the podcast, they are my witness. We compared stories of breakthrough, stories of what God was doing in our life in the conference that day. And I, I, I had to. I had to realize that the Lord did speak to me and he did say the best is ahead of me. Now, if the Lord himself said the best is ahead of me, why would your girl settle for keep looking back? Like literally, why do we settle for crumbs when God has a feast waiting? Come on, guys. And it wasn't easy. So whatever you're going through, and whatever you still might need to process, or maybe this is your cue. Maybe this is a cue from the Lord saying, come on now, your girl just said it. Your girl said, today is the day. Don't wait till tomorrow. Get those dreams back out. Go look at your dreams. Seriously, get a journal. Write this stuff down. What is it that you buried? Declaring it dead, but God never declared it dead. God wants to resurrect that dream in your life. And I get it. 
We have to deal with our pain in order to dream again. We've got to visit those hard places. And I know you will. When, when the moment is right, maybe, maybe right now, maybe right now you're sobbing and you're like, I'm already visiting it. I don't even know what's happening. I don't even know why I'm visiting it. I kept running from it. Well, then I'm giving you a big old hug and I'm saying I did the same thing. I ran and I blocked it out of my mind. I thought it would block it out of my heart. But what happened is my heart was just healing over with the wound and the infection still in but God wants better for us he wants us to be completely free so today I'm just going to remind you the best of everything it's ahead of you it's not behind you it's ahead of you